Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon, you found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast on this Thursday, May 11. It's a couple of minutes past 10 o'clock. And the sick podcast, of course, brought to you in part by La Bit at TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit at TB, embrace your true nature. And also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. Energy Transportation Group a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different and brought to you in part by XL Moto, who carry most motorcycle and scooter brands on the market. They have a vast inventory of parts and accessories, and their technicians and service advisors are all highly trained. XL Moto, your ultimate destination and best customer service experience, in my opinion, uh, your number one spot to buy a uh, Piaggio scooter. Uh, the Piaggio group, of course, which makes Piaggio, Aprilia, and, of course, Vespa. Huh? XLMoto.com is their website, and you can check them out. They are at 5480 Paris Street. All right, okay. So um, we're going to have a busy one tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're actually going to have a collaborator who's going to make his debut on the sick podcast tonight. And he's a gentleman that I like very, very much. And um, he's a former NHL player, uh, a former Quebec major junior hockey league, uh, general manager and executive who uh, walked away a couple of months ago 
Uh, but he, uh, of course, he's a, a hockey analyst extraordinaire. You can uh, listen to him on BPM Sport. You can watch him on TV Sport. Philippe Boucher will join us in about uh, 30 minutes' time or so. But first and foremost, he's a regular collaborator on the SICK podcast. He usually joins us. He usually joins us on uh, Wednesdays, but he's covering the NHL playoffs, of course. So he joins us right now. Uh, Is he in Edmonton or is he in Vegas? That's the big question. What is he doing? Wow. Look at this. I am actually in Vancouver right now. I'm uh, on my way to Vegas. So I have like 20 minutes before I leave. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to talk to you. Lots of but hold stuff on a second. Hold on a second. Where are, are you at the airport? Yeah, in Vancouver. But where? Like, what, what is that? What do you have behind you? It, it, it's kind of uh, like a little uh, office with a lot of echoes. Echo. But uh, where did, where yeah. Did, where did you find that spot to do the podcast? It's almost like yeah. you knew about it or you found it or where'd you find that spot? No, no, I just said, you know, I the sick podcast and yeah, 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 with Tony Marinero, I'll give you the office. So here I am. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. it's like key to happiness knowing you. Yeah, or no, key uh, to Vancouver. Success. Vancouver's a nice spot. I only visited once in my life. Uh, I went oh, there so uh, when my son was uh, was there for uh, playing in the Canadian Championship. Oh, which really? uh, they won on October 10th. His, his team, uh, Saint Laurent, CS Saint Laurent, U17 AAA, back on the okay. 10th of October, won the Canadian Championship, as a matter of fact, versus a team from Edmonton, Alberta, beating them 3 1 in the final. Uh, so great, great memories from Vancouver. We came, we saw, we conquered. But Good. unfortunately, I never, I never got out to Stanley Park. Have you visited Stanley Park before? That, that's my spot. Every time I go to Vancouver, well, when I'm actually staying in Vancouver, I take the earliest flight to eight o'clock, get there by 10 with the jet lag. Yeah. First thing I do, I go, I, um, I take a like electric bike and I go Stanley Park all around and my teeth are drying because I'm happy. Wow. And then after I go for a run around Stanley Park, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. Is that right? Eh? No, and I ask you because when I was down there in Vancouver, everyone was saying, like, it's a must-see. You have to go to Stanley Park. But unfortunately, like, we were a group of five or six people, and you have to kind of, like, follow what everyone else is doing. And there are a couple who just didn't want to go to Stanley Park. So we said, well, we're not going to go without you. So we just ended up going. And now you're telling me, how beautiful is it? It's it's a must. Like, you you go around, you have beaches, like, you see the you see like big boats and then you see North Vancouver, you see the mountains. Wow. It's, wow. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, feel like having an adventure, you can take uh, a avion. How do you say that? In the English? Carolina hurricanes have just done it, by the way, they just scored in overtime and uh, uh, that's it. Uh, the New Jersey devils. Uh, see ya. Wouldn't want to be <sighs> this one is over. Well, Three, you know two. What? It, the Hurricanes win, and over, I missed the goal, but I see everyone celebrating. And uh, let's see if uh, once, uh, you know, it's let's see normal, who's who more mature team. Here. Let's but see. If, Devils yeah. will get there soon. They're good. Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. Um, yeah. It looks like it's it's fast. Um who was able to deflect a shot from Jesperi Kakanyemi. That's not a... Oh. F- Hold on a second here. Let me see. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll get it in a second, but that's that's what it looks like for now. Yes, had a pretty good series. Yeah. 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 Cock and Yemi so, had a pretty good series. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And first first round, I went to Carolina for game five yeah. against the Islanders, and uh, Brenda Moore was was clear. I need more from him. I need more. And then there you go. We stepped up. So we have to, you know, give him credit for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alex Petrangelo. What a joke. What a joke. Why? Tell me why it's a joke. Well, yeah, it's yes I mean, for fast, the deflecting a shot from Yasperi Kakanyemi. Yes. Why a joke? Suspended one game by the National Hockey League. Well, basically, you want to even things out. Okay. So in, in the NHL's mind, process of thought, it's, it's worth the same to, um, like, Darnell Nurse, like, kind of jumped him, but he had the invitation at the face-off. So the yeah. guy was, you know, he was expecting it. And so basically what you're saying is it's worth the same to, like, slash, like, big time with the stick over the head. Yeah, a superstar like at the end of the game that you know you're gonna lose. Yeah, he's not close to the puck anymore. So it, it that's the definition of trying to injure. Intent to injure for sure, a hundred percent. I can't hear you. Something happened. I think. Do you hear me? Okay, I lost out on Mark Andre Perot. So we're gonna bring him to the green room. We're gonna try and fix that situation. And then we're going to bring him back. It, it appears like we lost him. All right, okay. Um, handshake. Yeah, Freddie Anderson and the Carolina Hurricanes are moving on. And, uh, man, Carolina is going to be a tough out. I mean, uh, this is a kind of playoff that uh, you just, um, you know, it could be anyone's cop. But, man, they're really, really going to be a tough out, the Carolina Hurricanes. They really are. Good for KK, huh? Good for KK. We're gonna try and we're gonna try and bring uh, Mark Andre Perot back. I mean, he he froze up there. You had a chance to see that, but we're gonna try and bring him back. Hanging out in Vancouver Airport. Look at Rod Brindamore. My God, he looks like he can still play the game. Rod Brindamore. He really looks like he can still play the game. It's unreal. Look at him. The way he was running out of there. The fans love him. Man, is there an atmosphere in Carolina or what? It's incredible. Who's starting to think that the Canadians should have matched the offer sheet on Jesperi Kakanyemi? Hey, he's back. Yeah, sorry about that. No, know no, so, happened, so but... pick up where you left off on Petrangelo, yeah. right? Okay, no. so Darnell Nurse gets a game for being the instigator. It's an automatic one game. And I'm fine with that, okay? Okay. I'm fine with that. It's, it, I mean, it, it's... It's a weird situation, but let, let's say it's fine. The rule is clear. And then Woodcroft gets uh, 10000 because, you know, in these situations. So basically, you're saying that it's worth the same as trying to injure a superstar in the league. Like Leon mm -hmm. Dreisaitl, lots of nights, he's the best player in the world. Okay. So what what is the league thinking about? So... Yeah. I didn't. You know what you the know, league the league is scared to suspend key players for multiple games. They're actually they're scared to suspend them at all 
They don't want players suspended. They want everyone in the lineup. And the only reason why they actually suspended, in my opinion, because I don't know this for a fact, but I saw Pietrangelo getting suspended for a game coming from a mile away because I figured they're just going to even it out. That's all they're going to do. Exactly. But, I mean, I think Pietrangelo is worth more to Vegas than Darnell Nurse. But at the end of the day, let's put them at the same level. Yeah. But... <clears throat> I mean, if but if Darnell Nurse was not going to get suspended for being an instigator, I'd be willing to bet that Pietrangelo wouldn't have got suspended for the for the slash. It would have been a five thousand uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, the the only way you're gonna stop those dirty hits, those intent to injure, is to you know hurt the player make sure it's gonna hurt them so during the yeah. season go in their pocket big time not five i mean five thousand are you kidding me it's like it's spare change for them yeah during the playoffs hurt them hurt the team okay so pietrangelo what he did you're done for this for this series three games bye yeah. that hurts so if if you're costing okay let's say you're costing yeah and then game six mm-hmm and uh, I don't know, like uh, the series is going to get even. You have the chance to hurt, to hurt Mark Stone. You're going to do it. I mean, it's one game. I don't care. Mark Stone is going to be out. And I'm, I'm, I'm and I, you know, it's no disrespect to Costin, but, you know, it's, it's not the same type of players. How do you want to send a message when the guy is whacking a superstar and he gets one game and when they say it's his first time oh big deal. i i i'm so disappointed like i'm so disappointed it's it's and i don't care who wins like trust me i don't care vegas yeah. or edmonton i'm gonna you know it's the same for me i don't care but stop saying that you're Stop saying that you don't care. You want Vegas to win because your next assignment, you want it to be in Vegas. You don't want it to be in Edmonton, Mozitumo. Trust me, I don't care. I, you ah, know what? Good. Edmonton, summertime, you go for a run by the river. It's beautiful. Yeah, you nice go to the mall, just by the, the mall. Then once you leave the mall, you go back to the mall. Then you end up leaving the mall. You stay outside <laughs> for 10 minutes. You go back to the mall. Don't be like that. Don't, okay, I'm just having fun don't, with you. Don't, don't pee on Edmonton. It's, ah, it's, okay. There's some nice things. Well, who am I to but, be on Edmonton? I've never been. I'm just talking about, uh, you know, I, I hear the mall is beautiful. What can I tell you? It's, it's not because you're your either, son, by the way. It's not because your son beat them in the Canadian Championship that, you know, he, you can he did, disrespect he them. He didn't beat them. His team beat them. Uh, that, all right. But okay. anyway, so, so, so what I'm saying is it's, uh, stop saying your priority is player security. It's a joke. It's a joke. Step fast. I mean... Joke, Stefan, yeah. Tony, okay. we're talking about dry sidle. Can you imagine if he gets like broken hand? Can you imagine what, what are you going to do now? The it's, amount of it's, time. It's a nonsense. Yeah, no, the amount, you know, what are you going to do? It, 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 I know that I know that there's no exact science on this, but if dry sidle breaks his hand and he's out for, I mean, Petrangelo would have to be out for the same amount of time. And now it's never going to happen. They can't happen because, you know, you can't, you know, there's so many intangibles, right? And then, 
And then if uh, Vegas ends up winning, then what do you do? Like uh, you, you can't carry over. Like you, can, there's no way you can do it. But it just it doesn't make sense. You're right. Now I gotta ask you because the timing is perfect to talk about Jesperi Kakanyemi, who had in a very who had a very encouraging season, 18 goals, 25 yeah. well, assists, 40 end of season, and uh, and uh, has uh, I think a point to every other game thus far in the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you look back on the where 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 did you stand back? Because I'll tell you where I stood. Okay, I yeah. stood. There's no way I would match six point one million dollars. That doesn't make sense. Never. But if you end up signing him long <coughs> after that for a number that's actually less than that, then I think it's worthwhile keeping him. That was my opinion then. It's my opinion now, and I think in hindsight that they should have kept him now. They they couldn't know that they were going to get him for a long-term deal for less, but you're telling me at $4.8 million for the next seven years or whatever that uh, you don't think Jesperi Kakanyemi... We got Christian Dvorak, Mapper. You're like, you're nodding. You're like, yes. you're, 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 we got Christian Dvorak left. But the thing is that it was a payback moment, and it was a stupid offer sheet. Everybody knows know. that. Every, everybody knows he wasn't worth the offer sheet, but the long-term yeah, deal after that, like Christian Dvorak, like he's 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 bland, like he's 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 bread without gluten. Yeah, I, I think at, when it happened, I think I, I I could see that it was maybe even or even a win for for Montreal. Maybe well, things things change. It's like it's like Drouin Sergachev the yeah. trade. I, I was all in with that. All in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Turned out not very in favor of Montreal. So KK, you like you really had no idea what was coming. The only thing we know we knew is that um, he was like his uh, development was downhill. His, yeah. And not saying he was having he had a bad attitude, but you know it was not the more the most uh, greedy player and so so. No, no, it's, it's it was just a nonsense. Things maybe are gonna turn good for for Carolina. They good for them. A, but. They didn't have a lot of confidence in him though, and he felt it, and it affected him. But anyway, uh, exactly. there's no use crying over spilt milk. It's done. It's done. He's in Carolina. <laughs> All right, he's doing uh, good. Good for him. He's happy there. By the way, he's he is very happy there. Plays golf. Yeah. Uh, no pressure. Uh, you know, he's having a. Good relationship with Brad Amo, who tells, yeah. tells him the truth. So, yeah, when are you boarding him. your plane? Uh, five minutes. 
Okay. So we got five yeah. minutes or you're boarding your plane? Yeah. yeah, we got five minutes. Yeah. All right. No, no. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Uh, Darren Dreger says that the Canadians, based on his information, are ex- exploring the possibility of um, moving up in the draft, moving up in terms of improving on the number five <laughs> spot. Okay. Um, what would it take? Yeah, but makes sense. But, you know, we talked about this yesterday. And one of the things I said was um, to Stu Cowan was, well, the only way you can make a deal, because Chicago won't trade away their first pick overall, and, yeah. and uh, Anaheim's not going to trade away their second pick overall. So the only way you can make a deal is if another team be it Columbus or San Jose, already have an idea of who the Canadians want to draft. And those teams have already decided they're not going to draft that player the Canadians want, so they'll make that deal. But then it's going to take, it'll probably take, the Florida pick as well, or something else. I would, I I mean, to, to make sure you want the player, like, Top four to make sure you want you're gonna have the player you really want. Give them the pick of, of Florida. I mean, like that top four. They say it, 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 like not generational for, for for all the guys, but I mean it's impact players. So do it. I mean you, you have so many uh, so many uh, picks. I mean it's exactly for that to improve your if, if you have the chance. Yeah, I because mean, Matt, this is what my gut tells me. My gut tells me, okay, Bedard and Fantilli are going one and two. We, we already have a pretty good feeling about that. But my gut tells me that most likely Carlson and Smith are going to go three and four, or, or Smith and Carlson. And it's yeah. going to get to five, and Matt Mamichkov is going to be there. And the Canadians don't want to be picking five. They don't want to be put in that predicament. And if they are, and Michkov's available at five, they're going to pass. They're going to pass. I don't know. It's what my gut tells me. They're going to pass. I don't know. I don't think so. I, 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 you don't think they're going to pass on Michkov at five? I do. I could be. I I don't have like specific information, but I, I know for a fact that uh, they need the best player available. We we talked about KK. He was yeah. drafted because he was a centerman, and we we still talk about it, and we're going to still talk about it for years. Yeah. So let's say they pass on Michigan, and then, uh, I don't know, uh, Arizona picks him and he becomes a star because they say he's like the second best player of the draft. Yeah. I've never seen him seen in play. So I'm, you I know, hear but, you. So let's say he goes to Arizona and then he becomes a superstar. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, Tony, Tony Prigionero <laughs> via YouTube Live says, my gut tells me that Kent Hughes wants Will Smith, he says. And I said this to Jean-Charles earlier this evening on TV Aspar. I said, if Will Smith is available at number four, my gut tells me that San Jose will draft Will Smith. Who's the GM there? Mike Greer. Mike Greer, yeah. What's his nationality? American. Which school did he go to? St. Sebastian's. Who else is American and went to St. Sebastian's? Will Smith. 
I know that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to take him because they're both American and they both went to the same program. But I just have a feeling that, you know, if there's somebody who knows absolutely everything there is to know about Will Smith other than Kent Hughes, it's got to be Mike Greer. And so I think if Hughes is, a, if uh, Smith is available at four, San Jose will take him. That's what my gut tells me. Probably, but let's not forget one thing, okay? Uh, that pick from Florida that, that you can use, it, 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 you know, it's, it's Ben Chirot, basically. Like two months of Ben Chirot when you were eliminated. Yeah. So, like, use it. Use it as much as you can. But, yeah, it, it, you know, you, you need a partner to dance. You know that. But, I mean... There's so many talks about the draft, and I get it, but you just don't know what's going to happen. We never know. So many things can happen. Can't use last year, tried to, to improve his second, you know, his second choice. So many things can happen. So I guess we'll see. But I'm not sure if, if they pick five, Mishkov is there, and they have, like, you know, they're going to do their, own, their homework. They're not going to take him at five if they're not – 100% sure or pretty much that he's going to come play in North America. That's, I mean, they're not going to waste it, that's for sure. But they're, they're, you have no idea how ready they are to yeah. draft. It. It's, it's, they know pretty much everything they have to know about players. Yeah. So, Last one, and then you could board your plane. <clears throat> Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca said on his podcast, 32 Thoughts, and I'm going to try and bring it up here, that, um, I'm shocked. I can't tell you the amount of people around the league think that the draft lottery is fixed. And they are friends that I consider to be very intelligent. Yeah. I mean, just a comment, quick comment on that. My comment is that it's, it's the worst thing that could happen because it's when Gary Bettman is saying, nobody thanks, nobody thanks. It's not true. And Gary, I'm sorry to, to tell you, but teams are tanking and the Blackhawks. Well, Gary not knows res- teams are tanking. I mean, Gary's the same yeah. guy who says there's no correlation between headshots and CTE. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, you, but, know, he's, you know, he's, he's worried of a, of a lawsuit. I mean, let's be honest here. The, the, the Blackhawks were a joke on ice this year. Like yeah. they wanted to lose. And it's, it, it was a disrespect to their fan, to the games. And I, I mean, they, they get the first round pick. I don't know. the The draft system, the lottery system, is not perfect, and we no. had the perfect example. It, it shouldn't be the Blackhawks. No, to think that it was rigged or whatever, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. Because let's say it's you know at some point we know that they're gonna lose everything and we can't afford that. Yeah, but it's the worst scenario, and Chicago was probably the team that deserved the less. To have Connor Bedar and hey, for the very first time tonight on the Sick Podcast, I'll bring him in at the same time as you, so you can say "Hello, comment ça va," and then I'll let you go, so you can get on your plane and not miss it. Um, but uh, we're going to bring in for the very first time. Uh, we should be getting him any second now. But you're um, supposed to join us at around 10:30. But I, I'll, I'll see if you guys can actually cross pads. You know when someone's um, coming in, someone's going out, and on the way out, you say hello and this and that and whatever. Well, I, mean, I think you know 
it's going your show is going like that is if it's philip boucher coming it's it's so philip I, boucher yeah what can you tell I, us i was the i was the appetizer and he's the main uh, so main for our for our viewers who have never seen philip boucher or heard philip boucher do analysis and stuff like that what can you tell our listeners our viewers about philip boucher that maybe they don't know well he looks good Okay, that's yeah. First. He looks very good. He, so do you, and so do I. So it's three of us that look good. Well, no, he's an, it's, it's another another ball game. He's another level, he's, eh? He's a George he Clooney knows, type, or what? Oh, he's the best. And you know what? He's a Boucher, and my mom is a Boucher, so I think we're family there. So that's wow. Maybe we look alike a little bit. But are yeah, you uh, are you related with Mom Boucher? Or? <laughs> uh, no, 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 you are not. <laughs> but it's my, it's my mother's <laughs> nickname. <laughs> It's your mother's nickname. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, no, we don't have him yet. Uh, we should be getting him. Uh, well, I'll uh, say hi for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I have to go to play. The, the pilot and, and, is and, waving and, at me. And by the way, mom left us uh, back in, it'll be almost a year in July. Yeah. Uh, so well, anyway, yeah. the the late the late mom. All right. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. And Cheers. have a safe flight. Okay. Thanks, man. See you and I, look, I really appreciate it. It's a travel day for you, and you're doing this. It says a lot about you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, my friend. All See right. Very much. All right. Okay. A shout out to Matrix Home Fitness and matrixhomefitness.ca. Bring a club quality, bring a quality workout back into the comfort of your own home. And whether it's the elliptical or whether it's uh, the treadmill or whether it's the roar, uh, you can really have a great workout in your home. And when I say fitness, you got to think matrix. And when I say quality, you got to think matrix. Once again, it's matrixhomefitness.ca. A lot of quality there. After one period of play, so once again, in case you're just joining us, uh, the New Jersey Devils season is now officially over. Uh, they were eliminated in five games versus the Carolina Hurricanes. And Jesper Fast uh, redirects a shot from uh, Jesperi Kakinyemi in overtime. And the Hurricanes win by a score of 3-2 to two in front of their fans. In a very pivotal Game 5 and very big Game 5 in Dallas with the series tied at 2 between the Stars and the Kraken, the Dallas Stars have a 2-0 lead after 20 minutes of play. Uh, a 2-0 lead for them. All right, okay. Um, the reason why Philip Boucher is going to join us uh, any minute now is that... Um, uh, I was told that he uh, he's very, very high on a uh, draft-eligible player, which is a player that uh, might surprise you because if, uh, you know, well, anyway, who is he high on? We'll, we'll find out in a second. Let's bring him in. Phil Boucher, welcome to the Sick Podcast. What's going on? <laughs> Not too much about you. Thanks for that, having me. You, you're very, you very welcome. You number last summer. And you call me now. It took a full season before you call me, but I'm happy to be here. Yes, but that is because <laughs> your agent is uh, a big-time negotiator, yeah. and <laughs> I had to sell a kidney to actually make this happen tonight. <laughs> Are you okay? You made it through? I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll live. Hey, uh, Marc-Andre Perot, I don't know if you had a chance to hear him, but he gave no, you a very, I, very, he gave I, you a very nice down. introduction. I had you on my computer. It shut down. Yeah, well, he... he uh, yeah, like my kidney. Uh, he, he gave you a very <laughs> nice introduction. He said you're going to have a really good-looking guy who's going to join us. But look, Phil, I've oh, been uh, I've been uh, watching and uh, your work now for several years, and I'm happy yeah. to be on the same team as you, which is yeah. Jean-Charles' team with uh, yeah. BPM Spa, Premier Contar, in the mornings, of course, oui. 
on uh, weekdays between uh, 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. And uh, weeknights between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. on GC Activia Sport. So I'm happy to be on your team, and I'm happy you can join us tonight for the first time ever on the SIG Podcast, which I'm hoping is going to be one of several collaborations. All right, going forward? That would be awesome. Uh, Thank you. Uh, So now, before we get to one of the major reasons why um, I'm getting you on to talk about a draft-eligible prospect, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just talked about something where Marc-André Perot, it's it's yeah. a very tricky subject, but Elliot Freeman of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca yeah. and 32 Thoughts Podcast said that he's shocked of how many people around yeah. the league think the draft lottery is rigged. Now, I don't know, like, yeah. for example, like, I don't know why it would be rigged for Bedard to go to Chicago, okay? But, you yeah. know, when the Canadians host a draft and they get the number one pick, it has a lot of people yeah. saying, hey, maybe, you know. But at yeah. the same time, if you finish last and you have the most chances of winning the draft lottery, and the Chicago Blackhawks had the third yeah. worst record, so they had the third best chance of winning it, it's not that much of a stretch either. But your thoughts on that comment? Uh, I love Elliot, right? He's, he's, he's He knows a lot of people. He has opinions on everything. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah. And, and I, I tend to... Uh, I w- agree but i won't disagree with them like uh even at the, at the major junior level i'll be careful what i say but when lafreniere rimouski went fifth to first a lot of people were asking why right because yeah lafreniere went to rimouski they had crosby good for them i i used to work for rimouski everybody was happy for them but everybody in the league thought it might have been rigged too I, yeah. I don't believe it is but uh, sometimes things happen for a certain reason. For the league, I think it's a good thing that Bedard ends up in Chicago. It's a great market. Uh, but to me, watching the lottery was rewarding uh, me- mediocrity. Like in all year long, like you know, we're on the we're on the same shows. Right, and Renault is on our show, and and Renault Lavoie, well, I like him a lot. But all year long was about, especially late in the year, was about losing game. So Montreal could get a better chance to get Bedard. I, I, Montreal, was, singing, I, I was singing the same tune. I'm not going to lie. I know, you. but I, I know that. But but why? Like there's only there's only one team, and mainly it's respected. It wasn't respected this year. The third team, third whatever, Chicago went from third last to first, second yeah. last to first, or whatever. But it it shouldn't. To me, it, it's it's mind boggling that teams would go that way. And then when I played in the, in the NHL, my draft year was Eric Lindros. You know how many teams try to lose games and how many team, how many games Quebec lost, and how many guys they went, oh, have surgery now, or you're not going to play tonight. Miss this game, miss that game, so they would try to finish last. That's why the 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 started the lottery because it was too obvious that teams were going to go after Lindros and go after players. And now, when the lottery's in place. It seems like teams are doing the same thing. To me, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like the Canadians. I'm not, I, I love hockey. I love when the Canadians are doing well because I love youth hockey. I love Quebec players in the NHL. And whenever Montreal does well, it's good for them. It's good for players. It's good for players moving up in the ranks. But to see Montreal all year long sitting down players, having injuries that it, it's unbelievable how many injuries they've had this year, right? I've been on yeah. teams and they led and the, the National the, Hockey the, League in man games lost. And over the, the last two seasons, they've actually set an NHL record for yeah. total man games lost. And Phil, so I'm, back, I'm, back sure? to what Elliot Friedman said, right? Elliot said, yeah. maybe people think it's rigged. Well, maybe Montreal did that for a certain reason. That I don't like about pro sports. I don't think it should be gone. Well, it look, should go that way. Without knowing this for a fact, I'm convinced that the powers that be got involved sometimes and said, yeah, yeah he's going to be ready in a week. Yeah, yeah. let's give it to. I'm, conv- yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah. yeah. Like Cole Caulfield, it makes sense. Get your surgery now so you're ready for next year. No problem there. But yeah. certain injuries, well, I take your time. Uh, you're not ready. You're not sure. Stay out. And then, you know, we're going to – they're not going to pick first. They're going to pick fifth. Yeah. But, you know. How good is that player going to be? How yeah. good was it for the Montreal Canadiens to sit down players? How good was it to sit down? Kirby Doc missed a long time. Yeah, and if they were two points out of a playoff spot, you get the feeling that those players yeah. that were out of the lineup would be playing. Everybody in Boston played, right? They played so much to beat that record that they lost in the first round, but he played. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you, Phil. Hey, yeah. uh, your your former team, the Dallas Stars, at what yeah. they're up to nothing in game five. I got it right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing I, well. I, I think I see your jersey there. Is that a the Dallas Stars jersey that I see there? Up uh, there? You got a Stars jersey, Kings jersey, a couple of Canadian stuff, a Crosby jersey back there. I got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Some hidden in the closet. I, I, I collected a bunch of jerseys when I later when I played. And I've been buying some for my golf tournaments and at auctions. I have a, a decent collection. But, yes, that's the Stars jersey over my uh, right shoulder. Uh, for for those who uh, who are, are not aware of you, uh, out of the teams that uh, – but I, I would imagine that yeah. everyone is by now, Phil. But out of the teams that you played for, um, yeah. where did you enjoy it the, the most? Honestly, everything was uh, – being drafted in Buffalo in the first round, I can, I can always remember. It was in Buffalo. It was so special. I, I did the interviews, and I couldn't speak English at all. I couldn't speak a word of English when I wow. did the interviews there. So being picked in the, – the team that draft you will always hold a special place for you. So Buffalo was fun. I had a good time there. Then I got traded to L.A. So you're 20 years old. You're going to L.A. So I had a I, – I enjoyed it there. I wish I enjoyed it more because it was uh, – Injury riddled seasons for me back, there, a bunch back, of injuries, yeah. shoulder injuries, and all that. So I could never really make my place. Towards the end, I did, and I became a free agent, went to Dallas. That's where, I, you know, my my son was born in in LA, but my daughter was born in Dallas, and we had a more of a, a a normal life with friends outside of hockey. And we had a very good team in Dallas, and I played well. That's where I played my best hockey, probably. Yeah. I was there for about six years, six and a third. Because uh, two-thirds of that last year of my career, I went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, They needed a veteran. I got traded for Daryl Sador, 
we were, we played together in Dallas, one for yeah. one, uh, making the same money, just a change, change of scenery for both players that, you know, the Pittsburgh was missing the playoffs by then. It was uh, early in the season in November. They were 10th overall in the East and I uh, got there. Then Bill Guerin came along, Chris Kunitz came along and the rest is history, right? We, we finally Sador, made the playoffs and yeah, yep. Daryl Sador, who I believe the puck went off of his skate in the 1993 Stanley cup finals. When John LeClaire was behind the net and tried to push it in front, it went off so. the door, skated, and went in. And uh, in LA, LeClaire right? scored yeah. the overtime yeah. winner in Game 3 and Game 4. Yeah. And then the Canadians won the Stanley Cup. They won like eight five. overtime games that year, right? Ten. Something like that. Ten. They Ten? went to overtime yeah. 11 times. They lost the first yeah. game in overtime uh, in the first series versus uh, Quebec. I think it was Scott Young that scored the goal. Yeah. And then they rattled off 10 overtime wins, which is unbelievable. unbelievable. So you finished your career. In Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. yeah, 2009. Yeah, you had a, I got a Stanley Cup ring. Not, uh, I won't say where, but it, it's hidden somewhere. Oh yeah, and, and, uh, I'll and, always and, say thanks to Max Talbot, right? Max Talbot two and the Red Wings uh, one in the last yeah. game, and, uh, and a big stop, in and a big stop by Mark Andre Fleury off Nicholas Listrom with a couple of seconds to go uh, in the on game. My favorite well. defenseman, yeah. What a save that was! Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Just so I know, by the way, is that Stanley Cup ring in that house that you are right now, or is it's in that house, or? Yeah, I won't say the address, but it is, yeah. Yeah, okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, and of course, the Stanley Cup, right? Uh, yeah. Capital, okay. Okay. Live from <laughs> Quebec City. Il a la gagné la Coupe Stanley. Philip Oh, GC is going to be mad. That's the first time I ever sing it. I hear oh, it every morning. Right? Yeah. I never sang it before. Yeah. Oh wow, that's your uh, your intro <laughs> hey, by the song way, that JC prepared for you on his show by one of his buddies who did. It's a fantastic song, by the way. By the way, I saw you in GC in the spa at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I was just in the spa earlier. I said, should I do it in there? Or it's our first date. Maybe that would be. Maybe cool. I shouldn't. Yeah. You know what? Maybe one day we can actually broadcast live from the spa, both you and myself, <laughs> and we'll bring JC on the podcast yeah. as well. Uh, and definitely, but- maybe that would help. That, that those images of you saw me in the spa. I'm very happy yeah. to say that if I would go back in the spa today, I would be 26 pounds lighter than when you saw me. Yeah, you guys are impressive. 26 pounds in 45 in days. Nice. Yeah. How do you do that? Um. So I joined the weight loss program. Yeah. Uh. Out of uh. Out of Toronto, which is called uh, Apex 31. Josh Al and I yeah. wanted to challenge each other. Uh, he set out a goal that he would lose 21 pounds and, uh, he's one pound based on what the information I have, yeah. we're supposed to set the step foot on the scale on the 22nd of May. He's, <laughs> uh, he's lost 20 pounds. So he has a pound to go. My yeah. objective was 25 and uh, well, I have more weight to lose than JC. And yeah. as of today, I've lost 26 pounds in 45 or 46 days. Nice. Starting back on uh, the 27th of March, and today we're May 11. So, yeah. I'll call you off the air to get your tricks. I need to lose yeah, a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Uh, hold on a second. I can, uh, <laughs> I can, uh, I can, uh, I can try and find it. But uh, well, maybe I'll get it by the end of the yeah. show. But if you want to give Apex 31 a call, yeah. I can give you their number, okay. and I can give you my promo code so you can actually uh, yeah. uh, get a rebate going in. But, and, and there's a trick, there's a trick, there's a method to the madness, by the way, that if you call the experts at apex 31, they'll yeah. tell you what it's all about. Maybe but I should just go to the gym. Here's, here's, here's one trick. Oh, what? Uh, 
Here's one trick. A four-liter bottle of distilled water, okay, per day. Yeah. And um, a tablespoon of pink Himalayan salt inside, which they say helps flush the system, and it helps you get all the minerals you need. So uh, I usually drink about four liters a day. I actually take it, and um, I pour it into my water bottle all the time. Yeah. And I usually drink about four liters a day. So it helps. Honestly, I took notes. I thought I was here to talk about hockey, but I'm learning. No, let's glad, talk about I'm hockey. Glad to let's, be on here. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> hockey. Okay. I need to, yeah. If you were yep. at the Montreal Canadiens draft table. Yeah. And you had pick number five. And Connor Bedard would go one. Fantilli would go two. Yeah. And Carlson and Smith, for example, would yeah. go three and four. And Matvey Michkov is available with the number five pick. Yeah. What would you do? Okay, that's a very precise question. First of all, to be at the table, I would be very happy because I would have many options. We have Montreal has a lot of good young players, especially defensemen, and they won't all play. They won't all able to be on the team in the next two years. Everyone in place, may you coming in and other people who are drafting. So I have options. I can make trades. I can move up. I can move back. Uh, to answer your question, Mitchkov is very, very an interesting player. According to a lot of people, he could be as good as the second player overall. So if he's there at five, I would have depends what the plan is. What what does my owner want? Does he want me to be patient? Does he want me to be aggressive? Does he want me to trade that pick to get a Dubois? We're on with GC every day. He yeah, wants okay. Dubois in Montreal. So yes, he I would have a lot of options. He's the president of the Pierre Luc Dubois fan club, and we'll get to that in a second. But let's say the owner hires his people. He puts all his confidence in them, and their motto is free rain, they want right? to draft the best player available, and it doesn't matter. Mitskov would be the best player available at number five, no okay. doubt. No then, doubt. then your work is how long does it take for us to get him to Montreal, and are we willing to wait that long? That's, that's really what the question is. Like, Do we have enough draft pick to get better quickly? Can we make a trade for Dubois? Can we make another dock trade? Can we make a splash can we do we think we can get free agents this summer to help this team do we think we can compete for the playoffs in the in two or three years and then mitch Cobbs comes in and makes us that much better wow because i think montreal can be a good team in two or three years without that player playing right away whoever that player is yeah i think montreal has enough if these they will be healthy it's not normal what happened last year so nope. if they stay healthy, if they make a couple of trades, they can bring in a big fish up front, especially up front. Uh, and then Mitchkov comes in two or three years. They're going to be that much better. He's a, he's a special player. And then there's the options of moving back. Do you move back? Do you move to 8, 9, 10th? You get another first-round pick maybe next year for that, whatever. If somebody wants Mitchkov, if somebody wants another player. Th- th- there's so many options for Montreal. Everything, a lot of it was un, unexpected what happened last year. Nobody expected Kirby Doc to end, end up in, in Montreal. And Montreal has way more options. No, no, they're not drafting first, but they have way more options this year than they've ever had. 
Okay. Um, the fact that he's going to be in Russia for three years, or it yeah. looks like the contract is that. The fact yeah. that there's an uncertainty that he might he might not be able to come over anyway, like yeah. all of that stuff. I'll ask you again. You have a lot of experience at this. Yeah. You were at draft tables for the longest time in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Would how much would it scare you off if you were Kent Hughes or Jeff Gordon? It would. It would scare me. Wow. I, I don't even want to touch the subject. What happened to his father? To be honest with you. Yeah. What yeah. really happened there? How, how's the kid doing? Is he really going to come over? Like those are, you, you're going to need to, a lot of teams are going to dig in because you know what? He could go second overall, third overall, fourth overall. He's that good, but they're all going to dig in. Is he really going to want to come? I think it's, I think he wants to come. Are they going to let him come? And what's going to happen to the kid and the family? And that's, that, those are not things that we should be thinking about when we talk about hockey and kids that want to, that don't want to, you know, play in the NHL. No, I, and, and I, and I completely understand that. So is it, so you said, you know, it, it, you'd be worried with the pick, right? It's it's kind of like a patat showed, yeah. right? It's kind of like you feel like you have to it's draft. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, I think, at fifth overall. if you And Montreal will be able to have patience. They have young players coming in. They have a decent team. They have room to maneuver. They can attract maybe not top free agents, but good free agents. Then you can have patience. But you got to make sure that the kid will come. So that's who, who are you going to talk to? Huh? And everybody can, can have information. I'm sure they'll be able to talk to the kid. But who, what happened to the father this winter is, is something that un, it's unheard, unheard of. And how do you deal with that? That's my, that would be my big question mark. I, I hear you. Um, it's my gut, right, Phil? I don't have, I don't have any information yeah. on this, but my, my gut tells me that they're worried about picking at five and Mishkov is available uh, yeah. Three nothing Dallas, by the way, now yeah. uh, because I just my gut tells me that uh, Michkov is going to slide in this draft, and mm-hmm. the Canadians are going to take a page out of everyone else's book, and they're not going to draft them. Like that's just, and so now we're hearing yeah. Darren Dreger say that he's hearing that the Canadians could actually try to make a play to move up and not move down, and maybe try and get the third pick, or maybe See? try and get the fourth pick. That's what I was saying earlier. I was not trying not to answer your question, but they have yeah. so many options. So many options. They have, I didn't get that. They have young, you good young talent. They have picks. They have everything. So, you know, uh, and a player you want me to talk about, I think is Zach Venson. Why wouldn't you move back for a player like that if you're not certain? Depends what you get. And if you think you can move back to from five to ten, you, know, you don't move back five to six for a player like that because the price is not – you're not going to get all that much, but if you want to have even more, more room to maneuver, more picks, more whatever could come with it, you could also move back. There's going to be some good forwards because Montreal is going to pick a forward. There's never going to pick a D, right? It's the second year yeah. in a row that Montreal can respect your list. Last year, you're number one, so respect your list, right? Pick the best player you think is available and that you like, and then this year, they're going to pick a forward. So if they pick at five, they'll pick the best player they think on their list. And if they move back, they'll be able to do the same because we think all the lists are the same. We see the central list coming out. We see Craig Button's list and whoever, yeah. a bunch of lists, and they, they kind of look alike. But NHL teams, those lists, if you put the 32 teams, they're way, way, way different. Maybe not in the top five, but once you start sliding down, those lists start to be way different. 
So you brought up his name, and yeah. I was told that you are a big fan of yeah. Zach Benson, a yeah. left winger, uh, yeah. born in Chilliwack, BC. Yep. Um, not not very big in stature, at around five foot nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays for the Winnipeg Ice in the yeah. WHL in his first season in twenty four games. 10 goals, 10 assists, 20 points. In his second season, 58 games, 63 points. In his third season, 60 games, 98 points. And in the playoffs, 10 games, 12 points. And a year ago, and in the playoffs, 15 games, 23 points. Suffice to say that this kid is a point-producing machine, Phil. (laughs) Hold on, and plus 68 this year. (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing. Plus 68. Wow. That's, that's not too bad in 60 games. And if you look at it, I have it here in front of me too. Like he's, 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 he's got Matthew Savoie on his team, first round NHL, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. He's got Connor Geeky on his team, first round NHL. And he's the leading scorer of that team. And wh- why I like him, for Montreal, I'm not sure. For one reason, one reason only, is Cole Caulfield is not a big body, right? I think when we got Kirby Doc and Slavkowski yeah. was to get bigger last year. But yeah. when you look at, at Hughes and Bratt in New Jersey, yeah. they're not that big. They lost in the second round, but that team is for real. That team's going to be con- contending for the next four, five, six years. And big they time. have smaller bodies. Mercer, we had him in, in Drummondville. He's not a big body. So Benson, I like him a lot because uh, two years ago, I was the head of the U-17 program with Hockey Canada. It was a COVID year. So we had uh, Team Black, Team White, and Team Red, three teams from Canada. And then we had the women's there. By the way, that was pretty special to see Marie-Philippe Poulain and her yeah. team play against the kids. I've never seen so many, so many people, a group of people, and the girls having so much fun playing hockey. That's Before nice the game, yeah. during the game, the way they played the game. The one-on-one battles were a little bit harder for them. But their execution, the how much fun they had, and, and how much they put into the game was fun. And then... Benson was there, and then they almost lost. By the way, to the ladies in the in the semifinal, they came back, and it was a it was truly not a. I played in that tournament what thirty years ago. My son played in it maybe seven years ago yeah. against the Swedes, the Russian, and all that. Obviously, it wasn't the same. But Team Red played Team Black in the final, and honestly, everybody in the building was standing in the final. It was a very very close games, and Benson scored with I think it was three seconds left to tie it for Stefan Julien that was coaching the team to tie it and he scored in overtime and he was so clutch such a clutch player and I heard so much about him to me he's a big 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 game player and he's wow. done it obviously before the tournament he did it at a tournament and meant nothing but he opened everyone's eye at Hockey Canada and he's still doing it with Winnipeg yeah and you to know, me I, I think he, he would be he's going to be a very very good NHL player I, I I like the you know when you talked about um you talked about Cole Caulfield not being a big yeah. guy. But remember when the Canadians drafted Caulfield 15th overall yeah. in his draft year? The Canadians had a lot of small players back then. Yeah. And one of the things they wanted to do would get bigger, but they they weren't worried about drafting Caulfield because yeah. they really wanted that scoring. They needed a scorer. And what I've noticed, yeah. Phil, um, is when you're rebuilding or you have some years, some of those smaller players that are here now probably won't be here in a couple of years from now by the time, you yeah. know. And, and yeah, you know, they'll have Caulfield for sure long-term if they drop a guy like Benson. But, but what does Montreal need? They have centers. 
They need uh, I scores. guess we will talk to Dubois about Dubois maybe later, but they have the Kirby Doc is very good. Suzuki will be one. He's, a, he's not the next Patrick Bergeron, but he's not that far behind. Give him time. He had two really good centers. Jake Evans has become the third center, whatever. They need scoring wingers. They need point producers. Yeah. Suzuki will have points, but depends who he's playing with. Benson will get points. Benson will be an offensive player, will be on the power play. Will. So I don't think at number five, I think teams, some teams will have him at five. Some teams will have him at five, six, seven, maybe not before that. Well, would Montreal have him there? Would Montreal move back? You don't, you don't want to be moving too far back if you want to get a hold of him. But so, he's going to be a very good NHL player. So um, there's, a, there's a gentleman by the name of Sebastian yeah. uh, who's, um, who's like the head scout for Dauber Prospects, okay? And mm-hmm. you can follow them on Twitter at Dauber Prospects. Mm-hmm. And uh, about less than a month ago, about uh, less than four weeks ago, they put out their top 64 prospect list. Okay? Top 64. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave a breakdown of a bunch of players. Okay? I want to read what he says about Benson. Okay? Benson is the 2022 NHL draft eligible player who brings me the most unadulterated joy to both watch and scout. Yeah. He's one of the smartest to come out of the past three drafts and is as well-rounded as he is skilled. In my view, Benson is a clear top five talent in this class and is a toss-up with Leo Carlson at number four on mm-hmm. my board. His game is of unrelenting intensity, awareness, anticipation, creation through movement, playmaking, and refined defense. Every coach would adore him. The game I scouted for this particular thread was a playoff game versus Saskatoon on May 2nd. His goal in this game and the plays leading up to it encapsulate... I always have a hard time saying that word. Encapsulate <laughs> his overall style of play in the offensive zone and highlight his combination of elite okay. intensity and processing. And he shows he's number nine in white. He That's applies, exactly. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's a long thread, but I'll just finish it. No, no. He applies strong pressure and wins possession in a puck battle he was outnumbered in. This is a staple in his game, by the way, and makes a great pass to his teammate who sets up a great A chance. He then resets. He times his route into soft ice and unloads a good slap shot to score. His shooting mechanics are strong. They're not elite, but they're strong. His shooting habits make him the goal-scoring threat that he is. He's elite at finding soft ice in high-danger areas, stay strong on his stick, and is a scoring threat under tight pressure. His low slap shot also demonstrates a strong habit of shooting for rebounds and deflections from low-medium danger areas. He didn't need one on this play, but it's a very healthy habit that also shows his adaptability to lacking a truly elite or game-breaking release. While Benson will score many goals in the NHL as he does so in very projectable manner, his playmaking is the jewel 
of his offensive talent. He's also the master of the give and go. His passing mechanics are great. Look, it's it's a very, very long yeah. threat that even <laughs> well, talks just... about him being a, 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 his motor and intensity, and he's a suffocating forechecker uh, four with great stick work. Like, like I've stopped it short here. Like, he goes on and was on that... and on about Benson. Did that, did that, was that right on one game on May 2nd? That's that's a thread of about 15, <laughs> 15 tweets. Yeah. Based okay. on the one no, time Tom. Yeah. But you know what? Most of that is accurate, to be honest with you. Would be the, the scouting report we had at Hockey Canada. That's how good he is. And the only reason I'm, I told you earlier that I'm not sure Montreal would pick him at five or teams where he would slide is. With my job in Drummondville that I had till February, I, I, I know the kids in Canada. I know them very well, but I can't really compare them to the kids in, in, in the States I and in you. Europe. So yeah. I'm being very careful on what I say, but I, 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 I can't say enough about this kid. He's going to be a, an NHL superstar. That scouting report was very long for one wow. game, wow. but it was very accurate. Superstar. Very, wow. very, I, I believe so. He's got the hands. He's got, he's got, the, he's got the hit factor. Not sure how you say it. He's got yeah, the yeah, hit it's factor. the hit factor. And, I, and, I know what you're talking and, and, about because I got it. In that tournament, he had the hit factor. If you look at his stats, he's playing on the on a team full of NHL draft picks that are 18 and 19 years old. It's his draft year. He's leading that team. He's scoring the big goals. He's a good person. What's missing? Right? There's nothing missing there. Maybe another year of junior hockey than into the NHL. But uh I would be very curious. Again, I'm being very careful because I don't know the prospects. Usually, when I if I would have been still with Drummondville, I would have went to the U18. I would have seen most of those other guys. Yeah, and it would be easier for me to compare. But let me tell you, if there's a better left winger, if there's three or four better left winger than him in the draft this year, they're a hell of a player. I I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, do you know this name, Quinton Musty? You don't know him? Well, we have to sure. we we have to start following him because our friend uh, Simo the Snake Boisvert is the mm-hmm. president of the Quinton Quinton Musty fan club. A left winger, okay. uh, six foot two, two hundred pounds, shoots left with the Sudbury Wolves of the OHL. Okay. Fifty three games, twenty six goals, fifty two assists, seventy eight points. Four points in four playoff games. Simo the Snake Boisvert is the president of the Quinton Musty. We're not talking about a number five pick, right? Are we? No, we're not. Well, according, yeah, I I think he's, I I think he's like a six or a seven on Simo's list. But yeah, but not on, not on anyone else's list, by the way. You know what I I want? The name I want to hear about in Montreal is Ethan Gauthier. I want to, I want to see him wherever that pick from Florida is going to be. I hope, yeah, I hope he's going to be in play. He's uh in, in, you know, I think Montreal realized this year what, uh, you know, bring Belzil and Harvey Pinard and Montembeau and what it means to them and how much more you get. Not more, but. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
for Belzil, we had him in Ramuski. My first year as a GM, I heard Serge Beausoleil as a coach, and our one of our leader was Belzil, and how much it meant for him, and how much more he can give to your team, right? I'm not saying he would not have done it for Dallas, but he gets an opportunity. He's proud to wear the jersey. I think you, you don't have to go out of your way to draft Quebec mm-hmm. players, but when they're there and they have character and they can be something different, Ethan is a complete guy. He's physical. He can be offensive. He can play left wing, right wing. He can play center. I uh, can't wait to see where he's going to end up. I know the family is going to be very excited to go to Nashville for yeah. the draft. But depending on where Montreal picks in the first round, and again, they'll be have a lot of room to maneuver. Right? They can move up. They can move back. Yeah. Uh, that would be an interesting uh, pick. I'm happy. I'm happy you're saying them. this, Phil, and I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> yeah. You brought up Rafael Arvipinar. Yeah. And today the Canadians are very proud to say they have Rafael Arvipinar and all that yeah. stuff. But look, based on what we heard, the year they drafted Arvipinar, they passed on his first year yeah. of eligibility draft eligibility and on a second yeah. year of draft eligibility they made a move to get a pick in the seventh round because you voulait faire plaisir à tout le monde au Québec they you yeah. know basically long story short translation they didn't want to get criticized from the media to say once again another year yeah. you didn't draft a Quebec born player lucky for them they drafted the right one Rafael Arvipinar and they deserve credit right but yeah. if they would have loved them that much you would have think they would have taken a murder but it would be nice it would be nice one year that the Montreal Canadiens, when they do draft from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, actually have the player who is the best or, or, or touted as the best Quebec-born player from the queue and not a guy yeah. that they're going to pick up in the seventh round just so people can yeah. shut up. Well, Gauthier is going to be very high on a lot of teams. I think he's, I think he's a first-round pick, but he's 15th, he's 25th, he's early second round, we don't know. But yeah. back to our VPNR, like, I'm the first to complain about injuries with Montreal. I can't believe what happened. Well, we discovered a player. Right? You're right. You're I, right. My son plays in American Hockey League, and Alvipinal was a very good junior player. Not a dominant junior player. He's a very good junior player. He was a very good AHL player. Not extraordinary. Now you give him an, a, a chance in the NHL. What, 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 what was he? Very good NHL player. He was a better He's NHL a player smart... than he was an AHL player. Oh. It, and it, it's much easier. I've said that for a long, long time. People don't understand. It's much easier to play in the NHL than it is to play in American Hockey League. It is much easier. You play with better players. The thing is, you got to be able to read them. You got to be, and he's such a smart player. He's not yeah. the best skater, not the best shooter. Not, he, he's got a, a great hockey brain, hockey sense. It's very yeah. hard to describe hockey sense. We did interviews in junior and we would go to kids what's hockey sense for you? It's an unfair question because it's very hard to describe. You got to see it with your own eyes. And then that's what our VPNR is. And right? if he you have, very... and if you have that hockey sense, Phil, yeah. you will find it easier to play in the national hockey oh, yeah. league because there will be players who will read the game more yeah. like you. And, yeah. you know, when you're going to go to a certain area, you're going to end up getting that puck where in the American hockey league, yeah. not everyone's going to make the NHL. So you might go to an area, yeah. you might not get Listen, the puck or the, you might give the puck to a play, to another player where that player is yeah. supposed to be, but they'll never end up being. There's a big hockey tournament here in Quebec city. I won the first event, Bob Bissonnette, right? You know, Bob, Bissonnette, yeah, the, the of course. Singer. Bob, you know, since he passed away, his friends uh, put a charity event and I played in it. We won it the first year. And Alvipinar played with my son for a couple of years. And we would go there and watch. I don't play anymore. 
I was hoping to play in the in the big NHL category for when I turned 50 this year, but <clears throat> I'm out of shape a little. My knees are not allowing me to do it. I want to play in my son's team. That's not going to happen. But when my when our VPN our play with my son, we're in the stands and we're like, oh, who's that? Who's this? And I know the kids, right? Well, that's our VPN. He's got the Montreal pants and he wouldn't stand out. Why wouldn't he stand out? Because those are tournaments where skill players come through. Guys from Europe, right? Guys with the great hands and they turn around and they, they do all kinds of stuff. You see them. But Arvind Pinar is a true hockey player. He plays the right way. He does the, the right things at the right time for the right reasons. He's dedicated. He, he, he's, he's doing everything well. So Montreal, in a year that was very tough, they discovered a player. And I hope they're going to sign him long term. Well, what can he be? He was a good left winger on the first line this year at times, right? Played yeah. the power play, played the bumper or whatever, what, what is he going to be at worst for the Montreal Canadiens? The best left one year on the Fort line they've never had. You're right about that. And he's going to be helping them with the culture and how to do things and be proud to play for the Montreal Canadiens. If they, if they discovered one thing this year is out of Laval, they had a player that maybe they didn't expect to have in the NHL at the NHL level that should be there for a long and, time. And Phil, I, I love his attitude and I don't know his parents. I don't yeah. know his family, but I can tell right away yeah. they did an amazing job with him because when they sent oh, them down to help Laval down the stretch and he goes down with a smile on his face. Oh, and yeah. the first thing he says is content that see, I could tell you, I know this new generation and a lot of them hey. are spoiled and a lot of them are entitled. Listen. I've met many of those young guys that have been in junior for 12 years. He stayed with us at my house when he played at the tournament for two years. And he's a, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's a, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's going to be, there's a reason why certain guys don't make it. He's going to make it all the way through is because how he was brought up, how he was raised and how he's doing things. He got, I remember uh, David Dionne's mother at my golf tournament came to me and, and that's before David played and, and she was like, well, he's not getting a chance. He's not lucky. So uh, there's no luck in hockey. It's when an opportunity meets preparation. And David had an opportunity. He was prepared. And what happened this year is Arvi Pinar is not bitching about, I'm not getting an opportunity. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. Well, here's the opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. There's a lot of guys in the American Hockey League. Oh, I never got my chance. Well, did you prepare for that chance? That chance might last one day. Yeah. So the day you're going to be there, you better make the most of it. And he did. Phil, you know, I've so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I could talk to you until 2 o'clock in the morning, but we're not going to do I that. I got nothing else, bud. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, I will do this because I you brought it up before, and I'll okay. probably end it with this, okay? You've heard a lot of talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. You know his history. The Canadians yeah. were very interested in him in his draft year. Uh, at that draft, not on that draft weekend, but about four or five days later, that draft took place in Buffalo uh, on the Friday and the Saturday. And I believe it was mm -hmm. on the Wednesday or the Thursday, the Canadians ended up trading P.K. Subban to the Nashville Predators. They thought at the draft that they had a deal in place with the Edmonton Oilers. And in that deal was going to be Edmonton's fourth pick overall, which the Canadians, their intention would have been to draft Pierre-Luc Dubois with that fourth pick. That was the year of Austin Matthews, number one, Patrick Liney, number two, if memory serves me well, and uh, Yessi Pugliarvi at number three, I believe, right? Was that the yeah. year? I believe and, so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, instead, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen with the uh, third pick overall chose Dubois for Columbus. 
mm-hmm. and not Pujarvi. And yep. um, and so anyway, that deal never happened. And um, and so he goes to Columbus. Pierre Luc Dubois does, and he plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets for just over three seasons. Mm-hmm. At the end of that season, he asked for a trade to the Montreal Canadiens. And he really wanted to go to the Canadians. There was some talk that the Canadians were actually going to offer sheet him. But Yarmo Kekalainen actually traded away a couple of players so that he can. That, I've heard you say that story before, but you really prepare in case there's an offer sheet because there's one every four years. I, I I hear you. Well, listen. It was it was told to me by Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I yeah. It was very. Close I don't to doubt the it. But, yeah. in Columbus, uh, yeah. and I'm sure he was given that information from mm-hmm. somebody very high up there. And um, so, anyway, uh, so the story goes that, that Aaron told us from the Athletic is that Dubois wasn't happy that they didn't accommodate his trade request mm-hmm. to the Canadians, and he didn't want to stay in Columbus. So he went out on that shift that has made the rounds of YouTube yeah. where he just, behind the bench. he just dogged it for 20 seconds. It was the most disinterested yeah. shift in the history of hockey, okay, uh, with John Tortorella coaching, yeah. you're right. And then that was his last shift. That was five games mm-hmm. into the season, and then he was traded. And um, it was his way of saying, Aaron Portsline told us, it was his way of saying, I want to be traded. You don't want to trade me? Well, this is the shift I'm going to give you. Now, I don't the, doubt what you're saying but and what, what he told you, but do you really prepare that hard for an offer sheet? Was that the right thing to do from the organization's standpoint? Yeah. That's my uh, – the information I, I could be right, but that's a lot of moves to maybe – It could be an right, and it, and, it, and it could be wrong, okay? Uh, yeah. Now, he gets traded to Winnipeg. Uh, he's with the Jets there for a couple of years. Uh, he's had two good regular seasons in his first year too. He had 20 points and 41 games. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a great playoff with three assists and seven playoff games. This second season, 60 points in 81 games. That's, that's a, that's a good season. Mm-hmm. And this year, his best season in the national hockey league, 63 points in 73 games. He'll turn 25 in about a month and a half. He's, probably going to be entering his prime years in about a year or two. Mm-hmm. He's a big body at six foot two, about 210 pounds. He's from La Belle Province, saint agathe mm-hmm. And it's been whispered in several people's ears that Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to come home to play for the Montreal Canadiens. My question to you is, yes or no to Dubois? <laughs> yes, if the price is right. I would. I would. To be honest... Suzuki, what Suzuki and Doc, well, number one, number two center, who cares? And if you bring Dubois, number one, number two, number three, who cares? Right? One can play on the wing. Suzuki won't play on the wing. But I would do it if the price is right and the timing would be better now. It, it, it would be a lot easier for him to face the, um, the expectations and uh, of coming to Montreal at 25 than it would have been when he was 18 when he wanted to draft him. It's, I don't think it's easy for a player, a fourth overall pick, from the Quebec area to be drafted a Montreal Canadian. I think that would have been tough for him. I think he's going to be able to face that now if he comes there, especially that it's been known. Like we're all asked that question when we play in the NHL. Do you want to play for the Montreal Canadiens? What are we supposed to say? No. So we come to Montreal once a year. I came once every two years for a while. Oh yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. But 
for him, he's not denying it. It's coming from very a uh, bunch of different sources. I think he'd love to play in Montreal. I think, but you, you, you got to make sure. No, you don't want to go into Coalfield. You don't want to go into Doc. You don't want to go into those guys. Yeah. But if it's draft picks, and he's not going to resign there, so who's going to give them more? And I think it would be it would be wiser for Montreal to get him before La Saint Jean Baptiste, right? Because I think if they don't get him before La Saint Jean Baptiste this year, it might be be hard to get him. Because if he becomes a free agent, he's going to be. Uh, a lot of people are going to be, a lot of teams are going to be after him. I mean, the yeah, LA Phil, Kings Phil, come Phil, after you. Will. When the Dallas Stars come after you without taxes, when Florida comes after you, if Montreal wants him, you should, you should get him now, have him for a while, sign him long-term, and have him here. If that's what they really want to do. But we, we've been talking about this with GC for the whole yeah. season. Yeah. But do they really want him? We have no idea. That's the beauty of it. They don't have to tell us. But yeah. Does does can't use really want them. We don't know. All right. So, and this is the beauty of sports where you can engage in a difference of opinion. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows Pierre Luc Dubois is a good hockey player. I mean, if anyone doesn't yeah. think he's a good hockey player, I mean, they're not watching, yeah. right? And he and he's got the he's got a package, uh, yeah. you know, of of size and strength and reach and yeah. versatility, and he can play different positions, like you said. As a matter of fact, I think he can play all three forward positions. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you never you never have enough good hockey players on a team, and you never have enough versatile players who can mm-hmm. play all three positions, all that stuff. And when you're from La Belle Province, I mean, you know, uh, even better. Having said that, I got a couple of opinions here. Number one is I disagree with you on the timing of when to get him because mm-hmm. if you can get him without giving up anybody in over a year from now, and I know what you said, everyone's going to be coming out. It's going to cost you a lot more money. But if he really wants to come here, Phil, we're hearing he really wants to come here. Yeah. If he really wants to come here, he's going to say, no, it's going to take $2 million more because I'm getting an offer from Dallas. It's tax-free. That leaves a very sour taste. What happened with uh, Philip Dano? Same thing. Yeah. But I think Philip Dano. He didn't feel wanted, though. That's he left thing. because he didn't feel appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, number two, as much as he's a very good player, and everybody knows that, his track record so far. Yeah. Do, aren't there red flags that worry you? What did I say? If the price is right. If the price is right. And the price is right is the trade and the money. You know, because Gooley is going to be getting his money years down the road. You don't want to handicap yourself with giving Dubois $10 million. So you said at the beginning of this conversation that Canadians have too many defensemen and they're not all going to be able to play here at the same time. No. no. Which one would you be willing to? to sacrifice i would give it time i would give it a little time i would keep them in the minors next Uh, unless you can make a big trade now i'm if mayu is what he's supposed to be is baron really gonna play with eris and Gooley, and you need a a a couple veterans so there's a couple guys you know harris is going to be good Gooley is going to play a lot of minutes you're going to get free agents to come in uh, you need a power play quarterback. So, I, but I would, I would, unless you can make a big splash in the, on the trade market this year, I would not move any of them. And even if that means Barron plays the American Hockey League next year, he doesn't like it to start the season, or Mayu plays for the whole season. The Myers, he doesn't like it because he thinks it belongs in the NHL. 
Because what's the hardest thing to find is good young defensemen in the NHL and guys yeah. that can play big minutes. So I would be very, very patient with them. I would not move any of them unless it's in a big deal to move from five to second to, to get Dubois or or to get any other players that we don't expect that could be available like Dak last, last summer. Phil, you have no idea how much I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I wanted to get you on for about 20 or 25 minutes because I, I knew that yeah. you'd have an eye on the, like your former team is playing. And here yeah. I am talking to you about the Montreal Canadiens whose season ended on the 13th of April or whatever it is. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. What a pleasure. What a pleasure for me. Like a, like a real, real pleasure. And I hope you enjoyed it half as much as I did so that we can really continue did. to do this more often. Let's do it again anytime. Merci beaucoup. Bonne soirée. Take care, bud. Bonne soirée. Right, there you have it. Live from Quebec City, il a gagné la Coupe Stanley. Philippe Boucher, who's a regular with my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie, premier compteur at BPM Sport, and of course on GC at TVA Sport. Marinero, once again, special thanks to our partners. Excel Moto, the number one place to buy a Vespa scooter. And I'm not talking Montreal, Canada. I'm talking North America. XLMoto.com is the website. Go to it. La Bita TB, brewed in Quebec, embrace your true nature, and Energy Transportation Group. For all of them and all of you watching, my sick army, my sick community, I feel really good about this podcast. I think we're bringing it up a notch slowly but surely every day. I hope you feel the same way. If you do, if you go on Google, Apple, or Spotify and listen to the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero, leave us a five-star review. When we get them, we feel happy. We start dancing. We do La Tarantella, me, Agnello, Sammy, Juliana, everybody. We get all excited, all right? And um, if you're watching us right now on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, uh, like it, share it with your friends, tell your friends about it because the more people you tell, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the stronger the community, the stronger the community, no one's going to stop us. No one is going to stop us. Like the Canadians at 93, uh, no one's going to stop us now. No one stopped them. The stronger we get, the bigger we get. No one's going to stop us here. Sick, 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 sick. For Juliana and Sammy at Master Control. Oh, and uh, by the way, uh, for all of you, because I saw the messages coming in before, that were uh, asking me about my weight loss, uh, take down this number, 1-844-747-0175. It's Apex31. And if you want to use my code, you get 10% off, AM2729. Actually, you know what? I'll just put it in the uh, YouTube chat, and uh, you can see it. 26 pounds in the last 46 days. Uh, so I'm feeling better about myself. Dallas is up 3-2 versus Seattle with three minutes to go in period number two. This series is tied at two uh, after Dallas got out to a 3-0 lead. We have ourselves a hockey game, folks. We have ourselves a hockey game. So let's go watch it. We'll be back tomorrow night. Same time, same place. For Agnello, Sammy, and Juliana back at Master Control, their Cavallaro, me, I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time.
Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.